0: Welcome to the newest edition of the Screenfellas Podcast. My name is Carlos. And I'm Ozzy. In this episode, we will be reviewing season two of the Netflix original series Narcos and discussing our top ten biopics. Enjoy the show. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a Gangster. Ozzy, how you doing, man?
1: I'm doing fantastic, because I'm on vacation.
0: <laughs> really? <laughs> I don't think oh, this yeah. has actually come up, even off mic. Um, how, what are you doing on your vacation? To be real, I
1: got called into work on my first day of vacation yesterday. What?
0: <laughs> so it's not much of a vacation.
1: I mean, I was kind of like, it was such a letdown yesterday. Like, oh I woke gosh. up with a mindset that I'm like, I'm like, ah, oh, gosh. Feels good. Feels good. I got that text around like 4.30. Hey, Oz, uh, can, can you come in? I'm just like, ah. <laughs>
0: it's a good while i uh, That does not sound very fun. Well, hopefully this season of Narcos, or really the first two seasons of Narcos, was able to um, ease your frustration. When did you finish Narcos? I think you actually finished before I did.
1: Yeah, which is shocking. (laughs)
0: Actually,
1: (laughs) um, I finished it Saturday night.
0: Jeez, man. I finished it actually yesterday, um, which was Monday. So (laughs) I, you're definitely ahead of me, uh, or you were ahead of me. Now we're all caught up because we're both done and ready to review last season or this last season. Um, all right. Narcos season 1. We never really talked about it on the podcast and you actually just watched it. So, real quick before we get into s- season 2, what were your overall thoughts on season 1?
1: Um, I actually enjoyed I actually really enjoyed season 1. Um, Wagner who plays Pablo Escobar, mm-hmm. he basically like he basically tells everybody that he runs he runs Colombia basically. He runs everything and the fact that like one of the opening scenes with him is he's talking to the police officers and he's like I know who you are I know who you are I know your little girl's name I know your wife's name and he basically said like you know he's threatening them but he's also letting them know like who's in charge so I'm just like dang like this guy this guy runs it yeah <laughs> and the show just in general makes you kind of root for him and care for him in a sense cause he's he's a nice guy but at the same time, he has like a really—he has his—he he has his like messed up ways of going about things, mm-hmm. and hes and he's whenever he gets pissed is like it's not—it's not, it's not a—you don't want to be in his bad side basically.
0: You always uh, want to be in like a good place. Yeah. With uh, I—I I will get more into a little bit of that in season two because I think they perfected that in season two. Um, but for me. What really stood out about season one was just the the character arc of Pablo Escobar, his kind of rise to power and how they show that. And they kind of, it's strange because they focus on him and you're, and you kind of are following him and understanding his motivations and what he's trying to do. And it's just really weird how they make you do that. and But at the same time, you're disgusted because of the things that he's doing to rise and to gain power. Um, So I think that that's what really was the strongest element of season one. Yeah, I mean,
1: um, like, to me, like, I was not pleased with what he was doing. But at the same time, it's like, it's like, in a weird way, you're kind of rooting for him. You yeah. have to do the bad stuff, of course, but you're rooting for him because you'll, and this is this is like a this is a history thing. Like he, you know, he wanted to do better for the poor, apparently, and like, you see that like yeah. that's what he's campaigning for. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like you're rooting for that, but the things he's achieving to get there is just, is really bad. So yeah. it's like you're rooting for him, but you're not rooting for him at the same time. And um, I'm just going to transition into Season 2 here. The Boyd Holbrook and Pedro Pascal, okay. who play Steve, Mercy, Steve Murphy and Javier Peña, they actually work off of each other really well. On both. They have very
0: good chemistry, I agree. Yeah,
1: great chemistry. And, I the, like... They carry, they carry half of the show themselves and it is, it is great.
0: Um, Um, definitely real, like before we get into, um, like all of season two in depth here, I want to quick mention my overall problem and why I didn't absolutely love season one as much as some people that I even know did. Um, season one to me had a bit of like a narrative, like focus issue. Like they didn't know what kind of perspective to tell the story through and it would, like, focus on Pablo, and then all of a sudden we'd be with these agents trying to catch him. But at the same time, the voiceover in, throughout the entire show is by Murphy, who is one of the um, DEA agents who is, who's trying to catch Pablo. So, it, it's just, to me, it, something never really clicked there, because we're seeing Pablo, and we almost have this breaking bad, like, you're rooting for him, but you're disgusted by him type thing. And at the same time we're being narr like the narration is being done by Murphy. So it seems like the, the perspective of it is from Murphy's perspective. So it's weird because we're getting both perspectives, but they're not acting like we are. Um, that, w- that was my issue with season one and it kind of carried over to season two, but not as much. I think the brilliance of some of the other things they re- did with season two was what stood out. Um, all right. Now moving on to season two, um, in full force here. Oh man, the, I loved season two, man. Yeah, I, this season this season was, was
1: fantastic. Oh I mean I'm gosh. gonna I'm gonna bring it again with the cinematography. The yes. cinematography is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um I've never been to Columbia, but my dad has. My stepmom was from there. I have uh, have a few friends that are from there. And they capture Columbia's beauty, like and it is it is beautiful mm-hmm. over there. Um, so the cinematography it, again it was
0: it was one of this is one of the best shot shows I've seen all year agreed uh, um, I I've said all of this year really that better call Saul has the best cinematography on television but after watching this season I think Narcos might have taken it from him I mean it was that good man Narcos the way they shot some of these even some of the action scenes were incredible like there's this one tracking shot. Um, towards the middle of the season that it just follows, like, it's brilliant. The decisions they made, the directing decisions and just the cinematography, as you said, it was just, it's incredible. Um, like really mind blowing (laughs) times what they were able to do and the ideas they had with the camera. I, I was blown away this season with that. Yeah, it was the cinematography was, was, was beautiful. I could not keep my eyes Mm -hmm. off of the screen for for one second. And the way this this kind of transitions into something else that I definitely think is a positive, like the way they were able to capture some of just the visceral violence in this show, were was just I I don't even know like like I'm not the biggest violence in movies guy like that's the thing that kind of turns me off of some of mo- some of these movies especially Tarantino movies. If you go too over the top of violence, you lose me. But this show did it in a way that it, it just felt so real and so like it was so gritty. It wasn't over the top, but it captured it in a, just a fantastic way. Um, and it made you just feel that emotion that you should feel when you are seeing some of these things happen and some of the things Pablo is doing.
1: Yeah. I mean, this, this show
0: does a great job at keeping you on the edge of your seat. Mm -hmm. Okay. Which is strange considering it's a, it's historical events and everyone kind of knows what happens.
1: Yeah, dude, I'm trying to eat while I'm watching the show, but I can't eat because I'm on the edge of my seat. I'm just like, oh, boy. <laughs> like, because you, like, some of these characters, you could see it in their eyes. Like, they are terrified yeah. of Pablo. Like, they're, they're terrified, and they know that there's a hit out for him.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, and there is this scene where, um, that happens to this character, and I'm just like, whoa. That was like, "That." Mm. Yeah. That's a close call, and it is great. It is great. It is fantastic. Yeah. Again, um, Bob, uh, Wagner Moore does a fantastic job at portraying Pablo
0: Escobar. If he doesn't um, get an Emmy nomination for this season, I no, don't know he, what they're doing.
1: He did a fantastic job, and like just just seeing, and you see it on his face, like the, just the stuff that Pablo is going through. Like this, this the second season, especially um, yes. Uh, you know this is a decline and he's declining in power, in power. It's yeah basically i mean
0: the- look it's on all of narcos's advertising netflix has been pushing this as the main reason for you to watch season two pablo dies this season so we're not even going to be worried about spoilers because netflix is pushing it and it's historical events so sorry if i spoiled that for you whatever um, I'm gonna put like a spoiler, like a spoiler alert, just in case. Yeah, sure. Guys don't know. We'll we'll put it in trip. the description. All right. Um, <laughs> but anyway, like you were saying, it keeps you on the edge of your seat. It keeps you just engaged the entire time, which is incredible considering we know what happens. Um, it, it's really mind blowing what they're able to do.
1: Yeah, and um, even even the even other like the cameos and stuff like that. They also did like, a good job. Like. I don't know, I don't know, just, I don't know who the actor plays him, but, um, Blackie, the guy who plays Blackie, he does a good job. Mm -hmm. The guy who plays La Kika, Mm -hmm. um, Limon, they all did fantastic, um, playing, playing their parts and they, they got a, they, they were, they had a sense of loyalty to them until (laughs)
0: the police, yeah. I
1: you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Um, it, it kind of, it showed the, if the first season is the rise of Pablo and his empire, the second season is kind of the fall. And they really just display that really well. And how everything around him kind of just crumbles and crumbles. And it, it's a slow process. You don't even notice it happening. You're like, he's rich and he'll be fine. And then just things progress. And it's like, wow, like things just kind of fall apart. Um But To me, what was really just really impressing me about this season was how they juxtaposed the violence that Pablo was creating and all of the destruction that he was creating with his family and his life there. Like, Like you were saying, they make you oddly care about him, but at the same time you're disgusted by him because, and disgusted by the things he's doing. And the way they edited this show together was like, he would order out a hit on a bunch of people and they'd be showing that hit to all those people. Very violent, very visceral. But at the same time, he's like dancing in his house with his wife. And it's just like, it was the emotions that they're able to bring out at once, two conflicting emotions. So you don't know how to feel about this person that you're watching. It's, I was so impressed with how they directed it and edited and really everything this season. It it's really great. Yeah, i want to give a shout out performance to Maurice uh
1: I don't know if pronounced your last name comb I don't know. Mm-hmm. But he plays Garrillo mm-hmm. and he was a force of nature. Okay? If you want to yes. talk about someone who was going full ham at Escobar, like Pablo Pablo Escobar is like You know, complete opposite. This guy was going hand, toe-to-toe with with Pablo Escobar. Mm -hmm. I mean, this guy was menacing as well. This guy was, I mean, there were some things he did this season. He was like, damn, like, you're crossing this, like you're legit stepping over this line at this point just to catch this guy. Mm -hmm. And he does a great job of showing he does not care what it takes to get Pablo. He will do it that is just that is just his character and he i think he did a great job really showing that as well. Agreed. Um uh paulina guy yes she was who was, was going to bring up next. I agree. She did a great job extremely being, being thought up um Escobar. She was great really showing her loyalty to her husband, really supporting her husband through through everything. She knew everything. She did not care. She just wanted she just wanted uh she just wanted to have her family safe and that, and she did a great job. She did. A, she does an excellent job, both seasons, I have to say. You don't see her that much in season one, but she, her, you see more, much more characterization in her character this season.
0: Yeah. So it, she does a, a great job. To me, it comes down to the development. The way they developed her character and her arc over these two seasons, really, I think it's a two-season thing with her. Because at first, like, she's kind of nervous. She doesn't know... Um, and Pablo's hiding a lot of these things from her, but then by the end of the second season, she gives zero F's. Like, <laughs> uh, she's yeah, like learning she's like how to 50, use a gun and all this stuff. And yeah, like,
1: she's like a goody two shoes yeah. the first season, second season. And she's like, yo, what you doing? I'm like, damn. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, so it was great. It's like, she does it. She does a great job,
0: um, really portraying that character. Agreed. Um, what, do you, what did you think about how kind of Murphy and um, – what's the other guy's name? Pena, how did their characters kind of progress this second season? I think it
1: was a lot – I think they kind of, I would say, kind of got away from each other in a sense. Because mm-hmm. Pena had started to do his own thing, basically, because he was in a desperate place too, I would say. Because mm. uh, he, cause he had – Compared to Murphy, apparently, you know, in the show, Pena has a lot of informants. Yeah, a lot, and so he's doing shady things.
0: He's doing shady things. Yeah, he gets into some stuff this season.
1: Yeah, he gets into some dirty work this season, and and um, he's fine with it, though. Yeah, if it, if it's at the cost of getting Escobar, like it's fine with it, and especially since it's like a, especially since this season is also not only like the cops also really catching up to him, but it's also like. It's also these other drug drug cartels also catching up to the Medellin cartel. Exactly. You know? So it's a drug war. Yeah. So if Pen is helping like another drug cartel kill other drug cartels, he does not care. Like that's fine. Yeah. And I think that was an interesting take on it. You know, because they, you know, it's not something that it's not something that the cops really cared for. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think it was it was it was weird seeing him kind of play that
0: borderline um, informant himself. Yeah. And the thing is, like, what um, really kind of is a little confusing when you think about it, but it just, it made sense as you were watching it, watching it happen was at the beginning of the season, Murphy's the one who you think is going to kind of lose control and go off the rails and do something he shouldn't be doing, but they end up flipping it and Murphy kind of realizes and you're like, and then they switch it to Pena and you're like, it made all the sense in the world when it happened, but now coming, now looking back and s- sitting back and what and thinking about it, you're like, they kind of completely flipped the switch on us basically halfway through the season.
1: Yeah, Murphy ended up being the one who had more control in the end. Yeah, because uh, you know throughout this first season, you see, you see Murphy have a bit of a little bit of an anger management problem. You know, yeah, like when he. Like it's his fault that yeah. he got into an accident, but he pulled the a, cu- a gun out on somebody. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it you definitely see a complete switch in, in characterization. I mean it's and it's great. It's mm-hmm. way to watch. Um they also they actually did give a cameo to the real Steve Murphy in heavier opinion. Um like they actually, a part they actually in the show or in the pictures? Yeah. No, in the show. They actually showed them in the show. Like really? there was a scene. Yeah. Um it's when it's when um, Murphy is calling Pena, and he's at the bar. Yeah. The two older men when they were like taking shots. Uh-huh. That's, that's that's them. Oh that's really? I
0: didn't Steve, notice or, that at all. That's great.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like I, I was looking, I, I was looking because I, I this the story made me interested in actually like looking up the like the actual yeah. historical story, and like I saw what they looked like, and you know because they they spoke about it, And I'm like wow, that's actually, them. and I looked at the show, I'm like wow, that's actually them. That's crazy. So, um, yeah, they actually, they were actually in the show for, they actually gave like a quick cameo, mm-hmm. real quick, for like a split three seconds. But, That's um, awesome. it was awesome seeing them there taking shots after Pablo's death. Yeah. <laughs> Watching the game, so, it, it's pretty cool seeing them mm-hmm. do
0: that. Um, alright, what is your favorite, or who is your favorite character in season two? Or person, it's weird to say character, but,
1: um,
0: this is a tough one.
1: I'm gonna have to go, mmm. <laughs> I might go it's between Murphy or Pena yeah I'd
0: because say they, Pena
1: it, it, it's just because it's just the satisfaction of them finally because like they've gone through so much crap going like just trying to get Escobar you know and the yeah. fact that they finally got him so I mean it's it's you know it's a satisfaction mm-hmm. so I mean it's, it's either it's either or for me between okay. Javier
0: and, uh, all right I'm going to ask you two more questions and then the second question will kind of transition us into something a, a little bit separate of a discussion, but it's still about, 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 about Narcos. Okay. Um, what is your, what do you think is the best episode of season two? Can you remember the episodes?
1: Um, mm, season
0: two, um, let me look up the episode. Okay, there. that's fine. I I remember the episode very distinctly because it was incredible and it blew me away and it was it it was the episode that made me say, "Wow, this is one of the best shows I've seen this year." Um episode 6. That's the episode where a lot of I'm not going to I don't want to get into anything specific with the episodes in particular, but there is an action scene towards the end of this episode a kind of a, a shootout that it, it 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 really impressed me on so many levels. Just the, the, sim, the symbolism that they used, the cinematography, the editing, it was just, it was incredible. And uh, the entire episode leading up to it was one of the better episodes of the season. So it was capped off by that incredible scene. So I, to me that, that it, that is the best episode of the season. I think I know what, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Bro. Do you have one off the
1: top of your head or no? It's between the season finale, really. Yes, cuz that, that that like if you actually like they actually did pay tribute to that whole entire thing, like yeah. everything. The only thing that's different is that um the only thing that's different is that they actually added Murphy in the shootout. Murphy wasn't there originally. Mhm. Like in like if we're talking uh you know, real life. That's actually, yeah. Murphy wasn't there, but they actually did pay tribute like to that shootout. Like they actually, like they wore the same exact, um,
0: stuff. every. Yeah, I know. I saw that so too. Was crazy. When they went back um, to the pictures. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It was, I'm just like, wow. Like they actually pay tribute and everything. So I thought that was, you know, awesome that they did that. Um, mm-hmm. it's between the season finale and then it's definitely, um, episode seven. Because at 7 that 7 it's it's when it's when something happens it's the aftermath of when that happens after after episode 6 where yeah. they're trying to like really figure out what to do and it's sort of like like they've been they've been getting escobar like throughout this whole entire season they've been catching him and just really getting close to him and then all of a sudden like that happens and then you yeah. just like i don't know what to do at this point because yeah. it was such a big hit you know what i mean mm-hmm. so it, it's definitely it's good seeing them just like I'm like I just don't
0: know what to do. Yeah, you know? that was such a powerful scene too. Um, I, I agree I was on both. of those. Yeah, on, on that episode, I'm just like, no. Yeah. <laughs>
1: so it was that just that, seeing the aftermath and the, those two, the two actors did a great job. Yeah. Really.
0: And it, it, like that. like we were saying, as much as like they try, they put you in a position where you're you're actually like sort of rooting for him. Some of the things he does this season are... I mean, it, it's really hard to, to even watch sometimes. Um, all right. What is your least favorite episode of the season? And this will kind of transition us into maybe a little bit of negatives about the, this season. Um... I mean, I'll, I'll start off with mine. Mine is episode nine. Um... I'm not saying it's a bad episode because I don't think there were really any flat out bad episodes this season. It's just it wasn't up to the standard of the rest of the season, I guess. And I think part of that was because of some of the like it focused on fewer characters than the rest of the show. There was a major part of the show. I'm not trying not to spoil anything. There was a major part of the show who was not in that episode for a lot of it. Um, So it kind of it was it just lost some of the kind of charisma or the focus i guess you would say of the show um for that episode so that that was my least favorite episode i mean i could see i could see why you didn't um like that yeah
1: so you have anything in
0: particular or no
1: well, i mean I, that I didn't really, I didn't really mind that episode. I mean, mm-hmm. that m- episode wasn't like, I wouldn't say it's like the worst. I mean, this is... To me, this whole season was was great, but I mean, if I have to choose one, I also go with episode nine. I mean, it's not that it was like a it wasn't. No, I'm not.
0: We're not it saying was, it's a bad. It was episode.
1: like it was sort of like our Game of Thrones, like the uh, <laughs> season six. Like every episode was great except that one episode. I think that was okay. About. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I understand this one. This one was again. I would say this sort of build. Up. This was like another build up episode. Yeah. Um. This one was a lot slower. Yeah. Than the rest of them. So, I understand. So, yeah, I'll say episode nine as well.
0: All right. So, let's move into our negatives for the show. What negatives do you have for this season, season two of Narcos?
1: Um. Again, I just wish I would have, I wish they would have, like, uh, really named, because apparently the show, the first and second season season span over 15 years. Yeah. Apparently. It's so, I just epic. wish, yeah, just, but I just wish for, like, intent, like, for our purposes, we would have, like, known, like, the times and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like, where things
0: took place and the times were... That's true. Place. They didn't give us many dates. Um, yeah,
1: so it was sort of confusing for me. Like, I didn't know that this... I thought this was going to be, like, a whole entire thing where they... I thought this was going to be sort of, like... I thought this would have been, like, five seasons. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But they showed a lot, and they didn't even give, like, a time span. Yeah. The didn't so that's the only negative. It's probably like the only
0: negative I have of the show mm-hmm. other than that. I mean, um, the show was fantastic. I would definitely say I think some of the, um, the focus and just uh, perspective issues carried over this season. Like we still have Murphy narrating and it was still a little frustrating because I'm like, he's not like the main character. So why is he narrating it? It just threw me off. Um, but like I said, the rest of the show kind of overpowered it and it was a fantastic season. Um, also the Murphy's wife, she was completely pointless in the season. Like she basically disappears for a lot of this, the, the season and it, you don't even see much of an effect other than in one episode, he's like, Oh, I miss my family, but you, you don't see much of an effect on Murphy. So I thought that was kind of a waste. Um, I mean, when did she when did she disappear this season? Right? I mean, she didn't disappear, but yeah, like, no, no, but like, when did she go? She left like this yeah. season or last? Yeah, time? yeah. I mean, I mean, like that's his wife, like the half are in there, and it's not like I, 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 I know. Think... I'm I'm just saying that we should have felt her presence or lack thereof throughout the rest of the show. He kind of forgets about her, like you're saying, she's his wife. <laughs> I mean.
1: It's sort of just... I mean, it sort of looks like this. You can't... His, how do I put it? Like, I mean, you're going to miss someone. You know what I mean? Yeah. But Like, you can't be stuck... You can't be stuck about it. Like, to me, I think they did a great job. I mean, he he did something just for the fact that she left. And, like, this was... This one, he was, like, crazy. Like, he was, like, had his anger management problems. And what he did was messed up. And
0: he yeah. mainly
1: did it just because she left. Yeah. So, I mean... I don't necessarily agree with you there. I mean, you you do see the effect. You you see the
0: effect for one episode. That's what I'm saying. Like, yes, there's an effect, but then she is not even mentioned for the rest of the season. That's my problem. (sighs) (laughs) What kind of (laughs) response is that? (laughs) Just because at the same
1: time, at the same time, you can't really do that just because the fact that the show takes place like, we don't know specifically. Just this is then. This was my negative. This you don't know the times or anything. Like the next episode mentions. Yeah, but, the next episode could have been like two months after. I don't know. <laughs> like that's and that's the whole point. Like
0: even, even still, even if it's like half a year after, you'd think he'd still be missing his wife. We never even find out. Like, are they still together or what? Yeah, like, of course they're still together. How, how, how do you know she, that? We didn't. No, she we, just
1: said. She just said, "I want to go home." She didn't say I'm leaving you. She just said I'm taking the kid. And I'm just gonna go home. Okay, like, but what if you're you gotta do here, you do what you gotta do, and you come home when you wanna come home. That's it. That's how it does. That's, that's all it is.
0: I completely disagree <laughs> with you here. I completely disagree.
1: I can't like I'm not gonna get mad. And on top of that, like my stepmom has gone away for two months. My dad's not sitting there just like oh, like I miss my wife, dude. Like you don't understand. I'm like no. My dad's like that's I not the
0: point. But it's not like you pretend like they don't exist. Like that's what the show basically does. It's like, oh, she doesn't exist.
1: And like, no, of course she exists, Carlo. She comes back.
0: Oh my gosh, we don't know that. Uh, you're completely missing my point, but whatever.
1: No, nah, dude, I'm just saying, man. Like, you can't, you can't get like. I mean, I understand why you're upset, but I'm mean.
0: not upset. I'm just saying it's a negative, and you're saying it's not. I'm like, it is. <laughs> Nah, dude. Oh nah, bro. Okay, we're moving on from this topic. It wasn't supposed <laughs> to be such a in-depth thing. <laughs> with Murphy's feelings. Um, do you have anything else you want to say about this season of Narcos?
1: Carlos is wrong. That's what I gotta say. Oh my I'm gosh! Playing, I'm playing, um, the dialogue, the dialogue in this in this movie, like the so, screenplay,
0: is definitely great. Yes. So, um, I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, this. I was. I'm really impressed by the show, even from season one. How little it cares about its American audience, dude. And that's the thing.
1: Like, this is an American, like, produced show. I think mm-hmm. if I'm wrong. Like, excuse me, from wrong. But and there's. I've not seen. I think I mentioned this when I recommended it. There has not. There, I've not seen anything like this. And if I have, it's it's barely. Um. They literally respect. This time period and they respect the culture, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not Pablo Escobar with an English, like an English Spanish accent. (laughs) We're going to, we're going to do this. Like, he's not talking like that. He's actually talking with, he's actually talking Spanish, like Colombian Spanish. And so are all these other actors who are like in, who are in it with him talking Spanish. And it, I think that is awesome. And you like half the show is in English and then half the show is in Spanish with English subtitles. It's
0: not even half, really. I would say it's more like at like least seventy five percent. Yeah, and it, dude, and I love it.
1: Like this is like this is. I had a friend of mine, Andy. I'm giving you a shout out here. He didn't like it. Like he like. It's not like he didn't. It's just it. it kind of felt like a novella to him. Mm-hmm. It's like a Spanish show for you guys. Which for each you, you guys don't know Spanish, novella is show. Anyways. So he told him He told me that he's just like it's just weird how like an American kinda like how like America kinda just like did that. I'm like, nah, dude, I, it's to me it's awesome. How we can have that and we can sort of respect that culture. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think that's awesome. Like to me that that got me even more
0: engaged in the show. Agreed. Um this is but this is not a show for like people who are like, I don't wanna read. So if you if that's you, don't watch this. Um <laughs> Uh so that's definitely something to keep in mind. Alright, any final thoughts on this or do you want to move on? Let's move on. Alright. Well, since we just reviewed Narcos Season 2, which is basically a biographical show based on real events, which is why people shouldn't be mad for spoiling things. Um this and Sully just came out last week, and we got Snowden coming out this week. So, basically, we're surrounded by biopics and things like that. So, what we're going to do is do, go into our top ten biopics. It, of all time, this is of all time. But, honestly, we haven't... Like, there's a lot that I haven't seen, and I've said that a lot in the show. I've got, like, a list of, like, 300 and so movies that I need to watch. So, it that's just how it is. So, if we don't mention something... Sorry, um, move on and make your own list and then come back at us. Um, alright, Ozzy, yeah, you wanna start with your number 10? Or do you have any? Never mind. let's start with your number 10. Straight of the Cult!
1: Cop- okay, yeah, that's, that's what my number 10 is. Straight out of the Cult,
0: <laughs> <laughs> Um, that was one that I kinda tossed around, but I didn't have on, so take it away, Ozzy.
1: Um, one of the reasons why this is definitely on my top 10 list is just cause I listen to rap. So this definitely kind of hits home for me because it's because I listen to this type of style of music and I do like, do- I Dr. Trahan, do like Ice Cube. Shout out Ice mm-hmm. Cube. You know, if you ever listen to this. Um, and I think his son did a fantastic job really portraying him. Um, uh, and I liked seeing the, the first of all, the cinematography and yeah. c- to me was actually really good. And for this movie is actually pretty good. I agree. And seeing the, they respected also the the time period as well, um, so I I did like what they showed and and how everything sort of took effect, um, just for society like how this group sort of kind of changed how like we view things in a, in a sense. So I did I did like that I liked seeing that. Cause I think we weren't even born. Maybe we were. I mean I'm not mm-hmm. sure, but um, yeah. So just seeing, just seeing how like, just
0: seeing how they kind of changed our, our view of things, society's view of things, and, and stuff like that. I think I actually enjoyed so. Yeah, it really did portray their kind of influence on the culture and on pop culture, um, very well. And also, it made you care about all these people that a lot of the times you wouldn't really think to. Like care about. Like, you're just like, okay, it's a famous person, but they kind of made you care about them. And at the same, uh, yes, some would say, and I ne- wouldn't necessarily argue that they kind of glossed away some of the parts of their backstories that weren't necessarily the prettiest. Um, and I can definitely accept that argument. I think it's fair to say that, but I think for the story that they were trying to tell and how they were trying to tell it, it worked very well. Um, I do have issues with the third act, but that's a whole other discussion, and that's the biggest reason why it didn't make my list. Um all right, well, my number ten is Martin Scorsese and Leonardo DiCaprio's The Aviator. Have it's you seen my Have you seen this movie, Aussie?
1: Um, I saw it like years ago, so mm-hmm. it's not really fresh in my mind.
0: but take it away, Carlos. Um, the aviator is incredible. It's one of the, one of, I think it might be one of the first, um, Scorsese movies I watched. It spans so many years and it kind of shows the, um, it shows the kind of downfall of this person, like how he kind of his problems are really helped him in his business. But at the same time, like they just got out of control and out of hand and he kind of just, he let it. He let them take over him and it was just, it's kind of a sad story to see him kind of succumb to these, this mental disease or whatever it was that was afflicting him. And it's just an incredible story and it feels so epic and it's got such great scale. Um, It's, it's one of my favorite Scorsese movies. So that is why it's on the list at number 10. That is, that came out in 2004. Jeez. Uh, DiCaprio was kind of young, actually, if you heard, in that movie, which is crazy because he he played such a wide range of ages in that in that movie. So it was actually pretty impressive. Um, yeah. All right. Ozzy, what is your number nine? Ray. I haven't seen it. So take it away, Ozzy. I'm surprised. Um,
1: this is a movie that stars Jimmy Fox, who actually won, he actually got his Academy Award for this movie. Actually, I th- I'm pretty sure you actually got the Academy Award for this movie. So, and he does a fantastic job in this movie. I mean, you definitely see that he has a vocal side to him, obviously, for sing. Mm-hmm. So you do see a bit, you do see him sing. And this is basically around the time where, um, I would say just this type of kind of R&B kind of change up a bit. And you see where people are kind of conflicting because this is music about, glamorizing like money and women and stuff like that and mm-hmm. so it's it's sort of like and you really do see what fame kind of does to this character you know because he gets a lot of money and he has to do whatever he wants to do, you know yeah. so it's it's definitely you see where it can lead you to if you let it take control of you and it's just again you see the society really changing really enjoying this music but then at the same time you see a part of this a part of people. And I'm like, no, this is not this is not music. Like, this is not good music, mm-hmm. you know. So it's I, I do appreciate uh definitely definitely the the time, um the time period and definitely the performance in this movie because they were they were great performances. So
0: yeah, it's definitely a movie that's been on my list for quite a while actually. So I will definitely keep that in mind as I kind of move forward in my movie watching and trying to catch up with everything that I have not seen. Um. All right. My number. number nine. My number nine is 2010's The Social Network. Oh God. All right. Give me. What? Juan Carlos? Is that not on your list, or is that higher? It's not in my list. What? Do you, do you not like that movie? I do not like that movie. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. You're blowing my mind. I do not right. like that movie. Why?
1: Cause, dude, I just don't like. They make <laughs> Zuckerberg like a complete douche. <laughs> like, I mean, I don't know if he is, but they made him look like a complete, like, douchebag. And yeah. then I don't like how the, I don't even like how it
0: ended. Oh, so it was just, I don't know. It was all right. I mean, it's, I don't know. It's got, it's such, oh my gosh. I don't even know how to approach this right now. Um, It's got such. I mean, great... I'm not going
1: to say it wasn't well acted. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. It, I do like how Obviously. they show Facebook's beginning, but I mean, it's just. There's a lot of stuff in there I don't care for, and I'm just like Zuckerberg. You look a douchebag in this movie, so I want to get to meet you, and get to know if you are a douchebag or not. So I don't know, man. It was alright. I mean, it wasn't
0: okay. It wasn't just crazy. because you don't like the, I guess, because you don't, if you don't like the main character, but I mean, that's just how things. I mean, some movies are like that. You don't have to necessarily like the main character, but at the same time, and this is the and Andrew Garfield's performance in this movie is so good. It is just, so, like, I can't even put into words how good it is. He probably, was he nominated for that? He should have been if he wasn't. And he should have won it that year. Yes, he should have won it. Um, he was, like, this, the writing in this, the direction, it had such great energy and it was so well paced. You were engaged the entire time. I just, I, I'm, I'm baffled that you did not like this movie at all.
1: Oh, no, man, it's just me, bro.
0: <laughs> I, okay, I I don't even know where to go from here, so move <laughs> on to your number eight.
1: Why don't you just tell us why you like the movie? I did.
0: Oh, my gosh, all right,
1: Um, <laughs> my number eight is Elizabeth, 1998's
0: Elizabeth. Wow, I Nine, haven't seen eight. it. Again, this is impressive.
1: Yeah, my mom actually showed me this movie like a few years ago. I don't know. I was bored and she's like, Wanna watch the movie? I was like, Yeah, sure. This movie stars Kate Blanchett. I'm sorry if I pronounced your name wrong. And this is basically her portrayal of Elizabeth, Elizabeth I, Mm -hmm. taking her reign. And this is her basically beginning of her reign and she doesn't know what to do because she's a Protestant in a very Catholic country. So it's basically her really gaining her strength and. Not only in the world of, of of men which she's surrounded by, but also in a country that is Catholic that mm-hmm. goes after Protestants. So it's her trying to make, basically realize what she has to do to to you know to get to where she needs to be and which who she will become because we all know that she yeah. was a fantastic queen and she is one of the greatest uh, leaders that England has ever had. Mm-hmm. And Kate Blanchett's performance is amazing. Okay, you solely need to just watch this just for her performance because she does a great job in this movie.
0: I've heard I, it's another one of those movies where I've. It's on my list. I, I'll get to it. Um, I, I I'm I really do want to watch this movie. So,
1: yeah, this, that movie is fantastic. Carlos, if you need to borrow it, you can borrow it. <laughs> you have fun. it. Yeah. I Jeez.
0: All right. I'll definitely. we'll, we'll do an exchange because I know we were talking um, before we started recording that you wanted to watch um, American Hustle, and I've got that on DVD. We'll just trade it off for a little bit, <laughs> and then we'll watch them. Um, all right. My number eight is Spotlight. I haven't seen it. I need to see it. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's right. You you missed a lot last year. Um, I know you're doing pretty good on catching up, so this is definitely, should be a priority because it was the best movie of la- last year, one Best Picture, deservedly so, um, one of the best screenplay, it, it was the best screenplay of the year, it was fantastically acted, Ruffalo should have won, um, it, it's just so good, I, this, the screenplay is so tight, there's not, what the one thing that really impressed me with that movie was, after I came out of it, the um, the, there was not a wasted scene in that movie, not a single wasted scene. Like there is nothing you could say, okay, that, that could have been cut. It was just so tight and everything deserved to be in there. Um, it it was, it, it's one of the best movies of last year. It It, it is the best movie of last year. So yeah, highly recommend ones. it. Uh, check it out. I believe it's on Netflix. So if you haven't seen it, catch it. Okay. Alright, what's your number 7, Ozzy? My number 7 is 2014's American Sniper. Alright, I'm... I, I like the performance. I don't necessarily love the movie. I think that's how most people are, but go ahead, Ozzy.
1: Um, what? I, like I said, like we both agreed, Bradley Cooper did an amazing job yep. in this movie. I actually do think he should have won the award for that year. Hey, that's just me. Yeah. Um... So I think they did a great job in this movie. I definitely, the cinematography in this movie was great for me. I don't know if you agree, but it was great for me personally. I liked it, and I do like how this really captures the reality of war. Um We can watch gunfights for days and actors do like you know awesome stunts. you are like, what? It's crazy! Like this is this is so cool, but. I like, I do like Clint Eastwood's direction in this movie that he actually captured the reality of war. Mm-hmm. I didn't see this movie in, in theaters, but everyone that I've, that I know that saw this movie in theaters, um, they said that every theater left silent, basically, because it, that's, that's how much it captured the reality of war. And, um, I do like the, the dynamic that he has with his wife. And, um, I think their chemistry kind of carries this movie. Up a bit if you ask me personally so I do like I do like this movie a lot and I do appreciate this movie Just for what it does um For for us who aren't in war, you know what I mean? So yeah, that's why I made that's why it's on my list
0: Um, I I just I don't know it wasn't one of my favorite movies of that year I don't think I made my top 10 that year. It was it was okay It's not something that I was like, oh my gosh, it was amazing, but um, I the one thing we definitely agree on is Bradley Cooper. So, we'll leave it at that. All right, my number seven is that what we're on? Correct? Yes, yeah, seven. Okay, Wolf of Wall Street, two thousand thirteen, Martin Scorsese, Leo DiCaprio. My second Scorsese and DiCaprio t- pairing um, on the list already. <laughs> it's ha- is it on your list? Nope. Oh man, jeez. Um, it's
1: only it's not on my list and you're going to hate me for this just due to the fact that I've only seen parts. I've not been able to complete the whole time.
0: Oh man, it's the first time I saw it, it was um I, I came out of it and I was like I don't know how to process that. It, it's just it's so it, I think I said it was the most insane movie I've ever seen. And it still is in in a way and but now after seeing it a couple more times, it is just it's a great movie um the the cabrio's performance was i understand why people got so frustrated with that one why he didn't win because he easily could have and probably should have won for that scorsese's direction was absolutely incredible the um the pacing of the movie, like it's a long movie but you come out of that and you're like that did not feel like it was that long at all um, I believe it's like three hours if I'm not mistaken, but it does not feel like three hours at all. Um, obviously, it Mar- introduced that, the world to Margot Robbie, which um everyone is thankful for that, uh, for multiple reasons. Um, it's it's just it's an incredible film, and thank you, Martin, for showing us the beauty of Margot. <laughs> yeah, uh, Jonah Hill's <laughs> performance and his chemistry with Leo. It's so impressive that he is able to bounce off of a world class actor like Leo, and go go step for step with him, go punch for punch. It's it's so good, um, and it's just it's beyond impressive. I I love that movie. It's one of the best, and it's one of my favorite Scorsese movies. So, agreed. All right, number six, Ozzy. What's your number six? Cinderella Man. Oh, that was a that was a rough cut for me. I I wanted to put it on, but I couldn't.
1: Dude, it's man. It, it, it's such a great boxing movie mm-hmm. in general. Um, this first of all, Russell Crowe does a great job. <laughs> great um, performance. He plays James J. Braddock, um, and he just gives a powerhouse performance to me personally. I'm I was stunned by his performance. I and um also his chemistry with Renee Zellweger. I don't know if that's how you pronounce your name. Renee Excuse Zell-Wedger. me, again. yeah, that's the yeah. one. Um their chemistry—it's just so awesome—and you're also rooting for them and their family, because they're this is during the time of the Great Depression, mm-hmm. and you're rooting for them to, to make it through, and you see and you see the toll that it has on on Russell Crowe's character, and I, I love this movie. Yeah. Um, the uh, costumes
0: are great. The set design is great. Agree. Um, the the, set, the um. Just the production design in general is just, it's great. I, that was one of my favorite parts of the movie. Um, the cinematography, the way they shot those fight scenes, I completely agree with you there. Um, and Paul Giamatti, is in, he's so good in that movie. Uh, he's an underrated actor in general. People don't talk about him, but he's one of the best. Like, It's hard to come up with a, Paul Giam- a bad Paul Giamatti role. You can if you think about it. But it, it's hard. Yeah, that's the one everyone kind of thinks of. But <laughs> other than that, it's hard to pick one out. So, volume one is one of my favorite parts of that movie. Actually, um, you have anything else to say about that one? No, that's, that's it. All right. What's so, your number, what's your number six, Carlos? My number six is The King's Speech. Not I many. didn't see it. Oh man. Ooh, the King's Speech. This is a movie that gets—it kind of gets a lot of hate, actually, which is surprising. People, people don't talk about it because be, the problem is it was going up against The Social Network for Best Picture, and it beat The Social Network. So obviously, because it's more of a crowd pleaser, I guess The Social Network was the one that most people wanted to win. Um, and. It also beat Inception, so that didn't help either, because that's, uh, obviously there's a lot of Inception fanboys, or Nolan fanboys out there. Inception, nobody's denying that Inception was a great movie, but it it just, it had a lot of stiff competition, and it was a one that, or it was a movie that not a lot of people necessarily saw, because it's not necessarily a mainstream movie. So that's why it kind of gets a lot of hate, but... I'm telling you guys, anybody who hasn't seen it needs to give that movie a chance because it is fantastic. Um, the, the performances in this movie, Colin Firth, is, he's so good. He deserved every accolade he got for that role. Um, the, the story, obviously, is fantastic, and the way it's written, the way the movie itself is written, and it tells the story... And it kind of, it's very relatable because everyone kind of has something that they're insecure about themselves, you know, um, insecure about with themselves. And that movie kind of just puts a spotlight on this one issue of this guy who's in the spotlight now, and he has to get over this fear that he has. And it's just such a great and really an inspiring story. So I, I think it's one of the best biopics I've seen and it does not deserve near the kind of backlash it has gotten over the past few years.
1: I can agree with that. Uh, I actually remember a lot of people loving this movie.
0: Like in yeah, well, people who saw it liked it. It's just there's a lot of people who didn't see it, and then it got it beat movies that people had seen. So it kind of gets hate. So it's frustrating, but it is how it is. All right, Ozzy, what is your number five moving into the top five here? The Fighter. Alright, um, another very, like, I'm a huge David O. Russell fan, so it was really tough for me to cut this one out.
1: Yeah, this movie, Christian Beryl actually won an award for this movie. Yeah. I think he won the Academy Award for this movie. Yes. First of all, that's, just that performance alone, he was fantastic. Mm. Okay, He did a great job. The chemistry that he had with Mark, uh, Mark Wahlberg, who also had a fantastic performance, um, I think they worked really well with each other. The the dialogue in that movie was great. The screenplay was fantastic and also the production the production design was also really good as well. Mm-hmm. Amy Adams Amy Adams. Oh yes, Amy Adams. Yeah. She's so she, good. Yeah, she's underrated, so good. man. Yeah, she needs she was fantastic in that movie. And um so I I really love the the brotherly
0: dynamic just in general of the movie that they that they set up for us. Yeah, and like the, the great thing about Bale's character is that he's so like confident and cocky, but really he's absolutely like he's a scrub basically. He's absolutely nothing. And it's just the way they kind of portrayed that where he's so like, "Oh man, I knocked him down." And it's like, "No, he tripped." Like it's, <laughs> it's so it's so great. Um the one thing about that Movie that the thing that really stands out is to me is the performances. Like I said, I I, they're all fantastic. And this I watched this movie when I was going on a basically David O. Russell kick, and I was watching just a bunch of David O. Russell movies. And I watched this and American Hustle back to back, and it completely changed my view of Christian Bale because kind of I think people have the tendency to just think of him as Batman these days, but he's so good. watch those two David O. Russell movies, the fighter and then American hustle. And you will just see just how freaking talented that man is. It's incredible. Yeah. All right. I
1: agree. What's your number five,
0: Carlos? My number five is Selma. Selma. Another one I didn't see. Oh man. Jeez, we're, we have such different lists so far, and I don't think it's going to get... I don't know if it's going to get any better from here. <laughs> I really don't think it's going to get right. <laughs> <laughs> I, already, um, I think I know what you're number one. Uh, maybe. We'll see. Um, <laughs> Selma, again, great performance by David um, Yellowo, Is that how you say his name? Um, he has... It's like you are completely sold that he is Martin Luther King Jr. Is that good. And there is... um. The, the best way I can describe the um, impact this movie had on me was kind of, there's a movie that I'm going to yet to mention on my list. It's coming up um, that really has some di- kind of disturbing things happen in it. And it's really emotionally s- impacting, but there are some scenes in Selma that are even more impacting and it's in a completely different way. It, it it's just, it's so impressive. The direction of this movie is so good and I cannot wait to see what Ava DuVernay does next. So uh, I highly recommend it for just for people to get introduced to some of this talent alone. David Oyelowo is so good. And then, like I said, the direction by Ava DuVernay worth watching, worth watching. Definitely. All right. Ozzy, what's your number four? My
1: number four is 2015's The Revenant. Oh man.
0: Uh, well, you knew that this wasn't going to be on here. I know that this wasn't going to be on my list. <laughs> so you take it away, man. Yeah, man. Um, I've said it in this podcast
1: thousands of times, and I'll say it again. The cinematography in this movie is beautiful. I, this, the cinematography completely steals it from me. That's one thing that keeps it on some of my lists is just cinematography. Um, this is also a very powerful story. Carlos will disagree with me. On a few points here, but this is, I do think, and I could be in the minority of this, I don't care. I do think that Leonardo DiCaprio
0: did deserve his Oscar the past year. I don't think you're necessarily in the minority. You can suck at Carlos. (laughs) (laughs) You can go back and listen to our bold statements episode to hear my opinion on this, on Leo's win. Um <laughs> my my problem with the movie isn't the cinematography. I think the cinematography is definitely impressive. Um and it's not the story. I think the story there's a good story there. It's just the way it was told. It's so plodding and so like sl- slow. It feels like it feels like it was uh, like 5 hours long. It's just there's so many scenes where you're just like, "All right, like I'm checking my watch. I'm like, what is going to happen here? Come on." Um it I don't know. It, I just have so many issues with the pacing of this movie. There were so many things that could have been cut out.
1: For me, what what mesmerized me is just is just really just being out there, him just being out there in the nature. Um, I didn't need anything to happen. I didn't need any action to happen. For me, I was just so stunned. But I was just stunned that this actually exists because I've like this. This is natural beauty and the fact that he used natural lightness to capture just some of the landscapes and everything. I'm just like, wow. So yeah, but- that, I, I didn't, I didn't know. I mean, that, to me, it didn't feel slow at all. I was just, I was in it with him and I'm just like, wow, like this actually exists. What?
0: Yeah, I I don't know. To me, if you want to watch beautiful scenery and good cinematography, watch a Terrence Malick film or watch a documentary. (laughs) Because, like, uh, you need a story. You have to have a good story. I mean, this is a good story. No, you have to tell a good story. And I don't think, like, I think they gave up the good storytelling for great scenery. Like, they would focus in on the shots of trees. And I'm just like... Okay, this is beautiful, but it's you're holding on this shot for way too long, and I'm getting bored. Um, so that that was my issue with the movie, but uh, I don't know. You want to move on?
1: <laughs> let's go to your number.
0: What is it? yeah? Let's go four. to your number four. Uh, Schindler's List. Okay. Not on your list? Nope. Oh man, have you have you seen this movie?
1: I tried to and then i, I had something to do oh, like i literally gosh. i was i was I, I was going to and then <laughs> something happened i'm just like damn it and then i had to go oh. and then i never got the chance
0: to so <laughs> um,
1: that's what happens.
0: yeah it, i i don't even know what's in that but um it, it, spielberg's <laughs> direction in this movie is fantastic liam neeson fantastic the way they're able to kind of Show, like, get, they give you some hope, but at the same time, you're watching these horrible things, and it just, it's such a wide variety of emotions you're watching, or as you're watching this movie. It's a depressing movie. It's uh, definitely something that, uh, you're probably not human if you at least don't want to cry in this movie. Um, it's, I, I don't know, I can't praise this movie enough. The cinematography the, in the black and white, oh my gosh. Um, you would never think that, like, most of the time when you think black and white, you're like, okay, sure, that's just a cool gimmick, but I, I it, it worked so well for this movie. Um, it's just so powerful. The, like I said, Spielberg, people at this time, Spielberg wasn't necessarily known for his serious kind of, uh, like these kind of movies. And people wouldn't think like, oh, Spielberg should have directed this movie, but he really, He proved himself here and he cemented himself in a lot of people's minds with this movie as one of the best directors of all time. Okay. So, highly recommend that, but be prepared because it is definitely emotionally scarring. Um, (laughs) All right, Ozzy, what's your number three? Black Mass. Oh, man. I, gosh, that angers me. Um, (laughs) Why does that anger you? Take it away. Because it's like an it's a six. I, <laughs> mean, that...
1: I mean, you might love my number two, but this is my number three.
0: Oh, all right, Move, just take <laughs> it away. I'm not even gonna take it away. <laughs> <laughs> you can talk um, about this.
1: Um. All right. This is my number. This is my number three. Just, just one of the one of the things that honestly saves it for me, and that is that's why it's on my number three. And it's just the performances, performances given by Joel Edgerton, Johnny Depp. They're just fantastic. First of all, the, the chemistry between the two are amazing. the Cumberbatch also does a great job in this movie. Carlos is not a Cumberbatch fan, so you wouldn't understand, but that's fine.
0: Um, I understand, okay, whatever <laughs> Look, I'm not arguing the performances I'm just saying the movie around the performances Still has to be good Like I the I, For the last the two movies, movie. you picked out like one thing That you're like, that was what really impressed me It's like, yeah, but the mo- the rest of the movie Has to be well made The rest of the movie was well made no, I like the story, I like the dialogue there's, re- there's literally one scene That I remember from that movie And that scene's great, the rest of the movie Is just forgettable When was that. the
1: last time you saw this movie, Carlos?
0: I, the time I saw it in the theater.
1: Exactly, sir. So, please.
0: Because I had no interest um, in going back to see it.
1: Um, sir, 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 step aside. This is my this is my list. Oh my don't gosh. hate on my list, okay? I don't hate on your list. Stay
0: off my list. Yeah, and, maybe you will hate on my list. Who knows? All right, uh, continue on.
1: No, no, you ruined it. Go. What? <laughs> What's your number three, Carlos?
0: Um, my number three is Twelve Years a Slave.
1: All right, go ahead. Take um, it
0: away. It's not on your list. No, I haven't seen it. <laughs> oh, my of, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. 12 Years a Slave came out in 2013. Uh, it's... <laughs> Chiwetel Ejiofor, it, he's who stars in this movie, correct? Um, yeah, he is fantastic. Lupita Nyong'o. Uh, talking about introducing the world to somebody, um, she blew me away in this movie. She was absolutely... Um, breathtaking in this role and heartbreaking. The, the performances, like, it's just so good. And the way that, um, the cinematography, as we've mentioned a lot on this episode, the screenplay, the, this story is so heartbreaking to begin with. And this was the movie I was referencing earlier when I was talking about, um, Selma. Because I watched this movie and I was like, There are so many scenes in this movie that they're disgusting, they're disturbing, they will break your heart if you're human at all, and it's just, it's so good. Lupita Nyong'o's performance, I cannot talk highly enough about her performance, it is so incredible. She, just the pain you see on her face and the, it's, it really is breathtaking, I, I, I saw this movie. I think I watched this movie on a plane, and I was like, "This was a bad decision," um, it, because it's very heart-wrenching and it's it's so good and it's so emotionally impacting. I I I think this movie is incredible. It's a movie that I watched once, and I don't know if I'll ever watch it again because it's just so so pain. It's so hard to watch, man. It just really is. Like can see that, bro. Yeah. All right. What is your number two, Ozzy? Goodfellas. All right, we we have one in common. Finally, I have Goodfellas <laughs> at number two as well. So, oh, what? Yep, I thought it was your number one. That was yeah. honestly, my favorite number one. Um, Goodfellas <laughs> is at number two. Uh, I really didn't know if I should, if it was fair to consider this a biopic, but after I decided, yeah, it's fair. Then it was easily in my top two. It flirted with number one for a while, but I I had to keep my number one as it was. Um, Goodfellas. I've talked about, I'm pretty sure I've talked about it on the podcast multiple times before. Um, it's just, it's one of the best, it's one of my favorite movies and in my opinion, one of the best movies ever made. Um, Scorsese's direction, the pacing of this movie, the, what he's able to do with the camera in this movie, um, the acting, the the way he's able to kind of juxtapose with the beginning, how everything's kind of beautiful and it's almost romanticized this life. And then by the end, everything's so chaotic. And that's even reflected in the cinematography and how everything's kind of falling apart in this man's life. It's just so good. And, um, I, I, like, we are, <laughs> our podcast is basically named after this movie. Um, our intro has this movie, a clip from this movie in it. It, you know, we love this movie here. So I don't know what else to say about it. Ozzy, what do you got to say about Goodfellas? I'm gonna go deep into the
1: performance in this movie. Their performances were amazing. Okay, you have like a trio Joe Pesci, um, Joe Pesci. Sorry, Robert De Niro, Ray Liotta. I don't know Liotta, yeah. I don't know what's his name. his last name? I'm sorry for the <laughs> pronouncements of these names. Yeah, forgive me. <laughs> Anyways, they did amazing, and the Steal Away performance from this movie was definitely. Um, Joe's who played Tommy De- DeVito. Mm-hmm. He did fantastic. Every time he was on the screen, he completely stole the show from me. Okay, um, I, I think that one of the only other movies I've seen in his, which I recommend recommended this movie, is My Cousin Vinny because that is a great, it's a great comedy and he's one of the best parts. Or he's probably the best part in that movie. Mm-hmm. I saw him as like, this is goofball. I saw Goodfellas after that movie and I was completely taken away. Okay, cause this guy yeah. plays a psychomaniac. He is fantastic. Okay, like I was completely, I was scared of him. He was a little guy, but he packed a punch. And mm-hmm. he does a fantastic job. And Robert De Niro, he, he delivers an incredible performance. And probably
0: the think, iconic De Niro performance, or at least one of them. Exactly. Like he is
1: a mobster. You know what I'm saying? And it is awesome seeing him in that role. Um again, you mentioned the cin- the cinematography. The cinematography
0: in this movie yeah. was amazing. So gorgeous. It's so amazing. That tracking shot. Arguably is one of the most iconic the best, in cinema history. It's... Yeah. Uh,
1: arguably one of the best cinematography movies, like just just for the cinematography. Yeah. Arguably one of the best shot movies I've ever seen yeah. in my life. Um again and the like the the set design was beautiful. Mm-hmm. The story yeah. Was amazing. I was literally cooked the whole entire time of seeing this movie. So this is definitely
0: a classic. And
1: you know, if you're into if you're into film, you really have to see this movie. Just yeah. it's fantastic.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. It's definitely worth watching. Um I I love that movie so much. All right, Ozzy, we are running pretty late here, so what is your number one? Braveheart, nineteen ninety five, starring Mel Gibson. Not on my list, man. (laughs) You're ridiculous. (laughs) What's your number one? Uh, Well, are you going to talk about Braveheart?
1: Fine, I'll talk about Braveheart. (laughs) It's about William Wallace, uh, set in the Scottish Times. Mm -hmm. And it's about basically him fighting. It's about them fighting for their freedom from Britain. And the set design is amazing. The battle scenes. One of this is actually one of the best battle scenes of, that I've actually seen um, around that time period. Is actually one of the best. So the action is good. The story itself, they execute the story in a brilliant way. There, are, you hit the feels in this movie because the feels they hit you. Okay, if you don't want to cry once, get out of my face because this movie is sort of a tearjerker, and. Um, Mel Gibson delivers a powerhouse performance, so definitely see it for that. And if you're the costumes, they did great. They did great.
0: Um, so, I don't know. My, I think. Did this you even movie, see that movie? Yes, I've seen it. The thing is, I feel like this movie was so hyped up. For by the time I actually watched it, I was just like underwhelmed. That was that's the base. This best way I would describe it is just I was underwhelmed watching it. Um, so I don't know. I probably need to watch it again, but I. Couldn't in good conscience put it on the list because I just I was so underwhelmed by it the first time I watched it. So I don't know, it, but it's definitely one of those movies where it's so well regarded by so many people that I I need to give it a second chance. So we'll see, we'll see <laughs> if my mind changes after I watch it again. Um, my number one is two thousand twelve, another Steven Spielberg <sighs> film, Lincoln. Oh, okay. Is have you have you seen Lincoln? I don't know. We probably talked about it on the podcast before. I
1: saw a part of it, but the thing that <sighs> took me out of it was just the fact that, like, it wasn't. It's not that, and like I told you before, and this movie is, a, this movie is beautifully shot, mm-hmm. and the set design is beautiful. Also, the the production is also extremely awesome. Cinematography is great. Yeah. And Daniel, what's his name? David. uh, you know who Daniel Day is? Lewis. Yeah, that's the one. One of the Daniel best Day actors
0: Lewis. of this generation. <laughs>
1: Carlos. Oh my gosh! (laughs) Don't crap.
0: Um, My knowledge of this
1: movie. (laughs) Anyway, um, he, from what I saw, he also does do a great job in playing, um, in playing Lincoln. So it's not this movie was beautiful all around. I'm sure it was amazing. It's just not my cup of tea. So like I couldn't stay engaged in what was going on because I wasn't. It wasn't interesting me. I have to say, like, I wasn't, I wasn't, like...
0: I I don't, I don't was, know how to respond. <laughs> Again, you're completely flabbergasting me. Um, okay. The, Take it away, Carlos. Take uh, it away, bro. Daniel day Lewis's performance is one of the best performances I have ever seen in film. Um, he was absolutely, mind-blowingly good in this movie. He's one, like, as I just said, one of the best actors of this generation, if not the best actor of, this, of his generation. Um... His performance, is like he becomes Abraham Lincoln. Like honestly, when I think Abraham Lincoln, I think Daniel Day Lewis in this movie. Like that's what I think. He's so good. Um, But anyway, the rest of the performances in the movies were great. Movie were great. Um, The the scenes in in, um, in Congress and how they're like when they're voting on these things and them trying to go around and get these votes. It's just it's so intriguing. Even though you know what's going to happen, you are so invested in what is happening. And you are so just interested in what's going on, um, and following this. And you're like that the scene where they vote on passing the 14th amendment is. It's just so, like, it's riveting and it's crazy because you know what's gonna happen. It doesn't make any sense. But it's so, it's so good. I, I cannot see how this movie is so well written, so well directed. It's one of the most underrated Spielberg movies and it's one of the best Spielberg movies in my opinion. So.
1: I'll give it a second chance.
0: You, you definitely should. Um, alright. Ozzy you want to move on to our recommendations because that was our top ten, so I think we're both done. You want to move on to our recommendations?
1: Yeah, my um, recommendation, I, I saw this movie a few years ago, and then I rewatched it the other day, and this is actually, like I totally forgot this movie, but I'm, I'm going to recommend it. I'm going to recommend Definitely Maybe. Mm-hmm. It is starring Ryan Reynolds, uh, Isla Fisher, Elizabeth Banks, Rachel Weisz, and Abigail. She's, she's a little girl at the time. Um, it's basically about a dad, uh, this daughter wants to know how their father met, um, wants to know how her dad met her mom. So it's basically the dad gives a story and there's three women who, who are, who are the possible candidates to be her mom. So he tells her a story, makes up, gives them fake names and he basically tells her how, um, how he met her mom. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty good story. Um it's pretty it's a really fun story. Cute, it's cute whatever. And um it's one of Ryan Reynolds. It's a, it's a really good Ryan Reynolds performance, I have to say and I don't know it's a fun. It's a fun watch. All right,
0: fair enough. You should,
1: you should watch it. You should watch it, Carlos. <laughs> you should watch it. I'll,
0: I'll definitely check it out. Um you can Watch
1: Lincoln if you watch it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't think that's a fair deal at all, but um all right, my recommendation is or is a show that Bobby was very angry that I didn't mention on what was our last episode or two episodes ago. Um, and now I'm going to mention it here. So to satisfy Bobby, um, Friday night lights, the television show, it is so it, it's one of the best shows that I've ever seen. Um, it bobby has watched it four times i believe like it's, it's insane He's, he his rewatch his rewatching of that disturbs me actually because he, there's so many other things he could be watching um, but the story did you watch
1: the walking dead
0: no I, um, I i'm not quite sure but the um the, the story the characters the it's just it's so engaging they're all so relatable and they're so Um, their, their chemistry, the, um, (laughs) the, I, every episode is just really interesting and it hooks you. It's one of those shows that hooks you from the first episode, you know, like you watch the first episode and by the, by the end, you're like, I have to watch the next one. I think it's one of the, it's one of the faster binges I've ever done. Honestly, it's just, it's, it's very great, engaging. It gets your attention and it keeps it. It's very good. Um a lot of really really solid performances and a lot of actors who you would think, whoa, they were in Friday Night Lights. Like, did you know Michael B. Jordan is in Friday Night Lights? Uh it's it's just there's so many people in this show. It's very good. I highly recommend it. Um Alright, Ozzy, you wanna sign us out?
1: Alright, bro. Um, uh, where can people find you on social media?
0: Alright, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at sherry 456 and Make sure you follow follow us on um, Twitter and Instagram at ScreenFellas. So definitely check that out.
1: All right, guys. And you can find me on Twitter at CastroOzzy and on Instagram at OzzyCray. Guys, we hope you enjoyed the show. Please feel free to listen to us on iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. Please, please, please rate and review the show because that would help us out a lot. Guys, this is ScreenFellas.